0: Hello and welcome to the Pitch podcast. Welcome back to listeners who have been here before and welcome to new listeners. This week coming up, we've got the FA Cup reaction as well as the Coppa Italia and also a transfer roundup. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host and the Pitchider's own, Mr. Toby. How are you? I'm great, mate. How are you? Had a good week? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a good week. Not too... It's too bad for football. Been football pretty much every day, I think. Yeah, I think so. A lot to talk about. Yeah, especially some of uh, as we get into this transfer window, where uh, it looks like there's a few big moves already happening. So should we get straight on and talk? About this FA Cup between Liverpool and Chelsea. Let's do it. Yesterday in Wembley, Liverpool played Chelsea. Went down to penalties, and Chelsea eventually lost. Cruel way to go out on penalties, but overall, I think the game was deserving of an FA Cup final.
1: Yeah, I think so. It was quite a. It was a battle of two highly, two good teams. I'd say they fought quite well, and I would say throughout the whole game, maybe Liverpool had the slight edge, but there were definitely moments where Chelsea had some opportunities and know they hit the post a couple of times uh, and liverpool did as well so it's it was one of those games that like could go either way and the penalties were quite interesting no kepa this time to come on i don't think that made much of a difference but yeah liverpool liverpool won their pick up
0: yeah so that it still leads them up so they can still do the quadruple but yeah i think i think ruben um not ruben luis diaz had a really good game i think he got man the match yeah. Yeah. A no. Good he had.
1: He had really. Yeah. He played really well. Whenever he's on the ball, you can just seize a threat. His ability to to progress with the ball is astonishing, and his ability to shoot pretty much from any angle with with paces is, is remarkable. It's a great signing they've made Liverpool in, in getting him.
0: Yeah, definitely. I do. I do think um, his counterpart Pulisic. He had a really good game as well. missed He missed a couple of chances. Um, Probably was the most likely to score out for Chelsea group.
1: Mm, I feel like Pulisic can do better, especially in that game. He's always the kind of player that has moments but never really finishes the moments. If you know what I mean? Sort of like uh, glimpses of what he can do. It wasn't bad, but I don't think he's at the quality that Chelsea need to have. Maybe if they had someone a little bit better, they would have actually won the game. Yeah, um, I I agree with
0: think? that. I agree with um, yeah. He needs to step up. He's finishing, but I I. I think he is the player that Chelsea do need in some way. Um, I do rate him as a football player. and I think he's still slightly coming back from his injury that he had at the beginning of the season and last season. But I just don't think he trusts himself fully yet. Mm, he's got
1: he, good footwork, good dribbling, but his end product is, is kind of lacking.
0: Yeah, he, he doesn't... The way the way Chelsea play him, we play him as like a number 10 rather than out wide. So he's going to get into those more scoring opportunities and he's not that sort of player to be, he's played out of position, I think.
1: Yeah. But I guess when you play in any of those kind of positions, you still got to contribute in some way or another, but anyway, it, it wasn't really Chelsea's day to win it. I got to say the keepers played really well, both of them. Yes. Um, yeah, they did. Yeah. They made quite a few good saves, both of them. So kind of, you kind of expected it to be a nil and they go to penalties the way that they were playing and yeah. If it was it was an exciting game for a neutral. I wouldn't say it was the most exciting FA Cup I've seen, or even the most exciting game between Liverpool and Chelsea that I've seen. But it wasn't bad. It had its merits.
0: I think it was probably better watching it as a Chelsea Chelsea or Liverpool fan. I just think there was it was up and down. There was moments where Liverpool were on top, Chelsea were on top. So whereas the neutral neutral benefits when there's more goals, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think for the first half it was it was mainly Liverpool and. Then, at uh, the start of the second half, Chelsea sort of turned up almost and had a good good couple of chances and then it became a little bit more even. But then the players got a bit more tired at the end and it's about rotation and stuff like that. And it was a really hot day, so that probably had a big big factor on on the playing ability.
0: Yeah, it was uh, congratulations to Liverpool winning their second trophy of the season.
1: Yeah, almost gonna get quadruple, but not sure about the Premier League. That's the only no. question. And the Champions League, of course, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it is slightly tricky, but should we just move on to the Premier League while we're talking about it? Might as well, let's do it. So we have seven games this weekend and a few midweek, so I think most of the Premier League games are played today on the 15th, so I'll just run through. So we had Tottenham beat Burnley 1-0, Aston Villa, Palace, Leeds and Brighton all drew, Watford lost 5-1 to Leicester, which was a good result for Leicester. Even better result for West Ham, they've got a draw against Man City, which might be making Liverpool's day. And Wolverhampton versus Norwich is 1-0. And currently, as we record this, Burnley Brentford are winning 3-2 against Everton.
1: Mm, yeah, well, we can start on the, the West Ham game. I think that's probably the the biggest game, I guess, in, in many ways. Uh, it was a good game for West Ham. I thought City's defense was pretty bad. They seemed quite tired. Like in when whenever West Ham were on the attack, it looked like City were a bit tired, a little bit lethargic, which would be unfortunate for them. But the the win, the draw, rather for for West Ham puts them, I think, two points behind United. Um, so it's all to play for, really. Um, and and to be fair, uh, West Ham were a little bit unlucky because they did score an own goal from Kufal, who basically headed it into the bottom corner it was a great header but very very unfortunate City didn't look great Grealish actually had a half decent game he's now up to three Premier League goals for the season which for a 100 billion pound player is exactly what you want I don't think they'll be too upset City about dropping points because they're still ahead of Liverpool even if Liverpool do win that game at hand there'll be a point ahead but it does mean the last game of the season will be very interesting to say the least
0: yeah I think I think City are kind of let off there because last weekend Liverpool drew to Tottenham one all. So I think they were luck they've lucked out there. But it's coming to the end of the season and a lot of these players have played what, 61, sixty one, six I think Chelsea players have played like sixty one games or something. Mm, a lot, a we, lot. Which it's a hell of a lot, which is nearly probably what, two games a week. And yeah, for most of them yeah. If if you think most a lot of these top players they don't really have like a gap where they I know in other leagues, they have like winter break where they have two weeks gap, but they don't really have like a good solid summer off when they're not actually playing football.
1: No, that's true. Generally. I mean, they do have some like uh, period in in summer when they do get a bit of time off, but generally throughout the season, they don't because they've got, you know, European games as well as, you know, FA Cup and Premier League and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it is tiring, but it's it's tiring as well for the other team, no matter who you play. So it's not really he can't really use it as an excuse that much especially if you're sitting you've got all that money you should be able to
0: invest in some depth oh, yeah they've got, they do they've depth, got very good but, depth like yeah. you would say greenish is probably their depth so i don't know he he seems yeah. to be growing mm-hmm. into that mantisi team a bit more greenish no it it's not too late too late you, know,
1: you always think of all signings you've got to give them like at least uh, two years probably to fully in bed Uh, two seasons. But I don't know, his dribbling is like phenomenal Grealish, but his end product is a little bit lacking. He was unfortunate in the game against Real Madrid in the Champions League because he had two good opportunities late on, where one of them was cleared off the line by Mendy. So he's been a little bit unlucky, but generally he has not been worth 100 million, but it's an investment for the future. So yeah, we'll see how it goes next season. Yeah, definitely.
0: Leicester had a good game against Watford got 5 and a win. I don't think that does anything to their league position, but
1: No, they're pretty much at the table at the moment. But yeah, it's good for them. I think they play did they play Chelsea no. on the last game or somebody like that. Yeah, they played yeah, Chelsea Chelsea's coming the next up next game, yeah. Second to last game. So that could be big. They're yeah. in good form at the moment. Although, although Leicester recently been in terrible form, so this is I know it's against Watford, but it should help them a little bit just to, you know, get some momentum towards the last two games of the season and even if they win the last two games it won't really make much of a difference but you know as a team you always want to win as much as possible definitely
0: moving on we've got Leeds and Burnley so Leeds got the draw and moves them out of the relegation zone Burnley lost to Tottenham and this mm. drops them back down into that relegation battle but I believe Burnley have a game in hand up and down for those teams I think they're level on points No, So Leeds have 35 Burnley Burnley have 34.
1: Oh, do they? Oh, okay. Then, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I still think Leeds would go down. I'm hoping so slightly. It was a late goal for them against Brighton. I would have thought Brighton sort of were able to to win that comfortably with how Leeds are playing at the moment. But it wasn't meant to be. And uh, for Burnley to sort of lose 1-0 was not the end of the world against Tottenham. It was always going to be a bit of a challenge. Especially with Tottenham's form, which seems to be quite good at the moment. Uh, but it does
0: mean the last game or the last yeah, couple of games will be very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think this um it is coming up. I I mean there's a few different areas of the Premier League where it's gonna be quite interesting, especially with City dropping points and Liverpool have got drop points and make some closer and got that battle for fourth with Arsenal and Tottenham and also this relegation battle. Season's not over. Certainly
1: not. Especially with uh, Everton losing at the moment to Brentford. Three two is the score to Brentford. Um and Everton have got a man down, brave weight. So I think they're safe, Everton. Pretty tight still, so they want to win. They want to win the rest of their game. So it'd be interesting to see if they are yeah. do that. Um who they got, they got Palace and Arsenal. So not easy games going up, that's for sure. Especially Arsenal. Uh, even Palace actually could probably beat them. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, be interesting so gonna be good who who's your money on to win win the league yeah
1: to win win the league um
0: city, city. and yeah i would say who city goes. i mean Pep said that everyone's supporting liverpool i don't see how liverpool would be able to catch up they would be able to catch up but i think it's a goal difference for city it's just gonna win them over
1: yeah yeah I, yeah i can't see liverpool catching up at all i I don't think either team would drop points. So, the fact they both had draws recently does put a question mark in there. But, you know, I fully imagine City not to drop any further points. Neither do I imagine Liverpool will. So, it will probably end City. Definitely. Yeah, I
0: think, it's, I think it's been a good season overall. Um, but I've, in the future, I suppose we'll probably do our thoughts on the whole Premier League this season. Just quick update. Everton got another red card. For Rondon, Ooh, this time. That's going to be... No, and great. <laughs> I mean, I know Rondon's not a big player for Everton, but it's going to ha- hurt them in the next couple of games as well. Yeah, the squad depth right down to their bare, bare
1: bones at the moment.
0: Should we move on to move from it- England to Italy and go to the Coppa Italia? So See. this was between Inter Milan and Juventus, and Inter Milan won it 4-2 after extra time. Yeah. I think you would expect Inter Milan to win this, but looks like Ju- Juventus gave it a good go.
1: Yeah, it was actually a really good game. It was like <clears throat> it took them to extra time to actually for Inter to to win it. And Perisic got the two later goals to end at four two. What a player Perisic is! What a career he's had. I mean, not people, many people forget he's he's been all over the place. Uh, Dortmund, yeah, I think he's a at for a bit. Inter now, but anyway, loads of clubs. <clears throat> but yeah, good game. Especially for Inter, uh, they're on a good run at the moment. I'm not sure if they'll get the Serie a title. It'll be very close, but this is some good silverware sort of for them. It shows that they're in the right, um, going in the right direction after the the league win yeah. last year. So I think the next step really for for Inter is actually pushing the Champions League, seeing how far they'll be able to get. Obviously, they need to work on maybe their squad depth. They do have a lot of depth, but it's sort of Older players like Sanchez and Vidal, who are still serviceable, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe you want to get a little bit younger players. Yeah, need that. You
0: need that. Um, you need that balance of youth and veteran players. And yeah, their, their squad seems at the moment that they haven't really got those youth players. And I mean, it's good to see that they've done well. And especially, they're still fighting for the league after losing a player like Lukaku and Hakimi. Inter's Hakimi, yeah, <coughs> yeah, yeah, right.
1: yeah. He
0: was,
1: I think, he's actually only unloaded there. Oh no, they, I think they bought they him, sold, him. I can't remember. Yeah, they sold him,
0: him to PSG in the summer. So, yeah, yeah, it looks, yeah. It looks like he's, yeah, it looks like they've, they've still got a fairly good squad. Um, I think Perisic's contract's up at the end of the season, so. It might, might be yeah, I wonder know. where he'll go.
1: He's he's thirty three, so it's not spring chicken, but he's still a class player. So I think he can go anywhere he wants basically. Yeah, he's yeah,
0: uh um, see that. So uh, no I was just, oh, it was a couple of seasons it. ago he got written off because um, he was linked to United a couple of seasons ago and I don't know if you remember this Mourinho wrote him mm. off and said he wasn't like good enough to come to United. And since then he's reached the Champions League final, won two trophies. Yeah. Having a cracking end of his career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a very
1: good player. Uh I think yeah, also Juventus will have to strengthen in the summer. Chiellini said he's gonna leave at the end of the season. <clears throat> so who knows where he's gonna go. Rumours are it might be MLS, but he is like thirty seven now, so uh it won't be that long that he'll be playing if he, he said he'd either retire or just, you know, go abroad for a couple of years, so who knows? Yeah. Possibly MLS. Um, we'll see. We'll see on that one. They've played Chiellini over the years, iconic. I think he's been there since two thousand and four. With Inter, since joining from Fiorentina. Um, what a signing
0: he's been? Yeah, class player. Yeah, definitely. So, it was a good signing for them and a good servant to the club. Should we should just moving on to Serie A. Looks like AC Milan currently have a five-point lead, but. There's currently Inter Milan have a game in hand on them. Uh, Ace Milan look favourites to win the league?
1: Yeah, they're playing today. They're, well, they're playing right now against Atalanta and they're winning 1 0. Uh, they are favourites at the moment after Inter uh, lost against Bologna a couple of weeks ago. But it's a little bit like the, the case in England, actually. Like, If anybody's going to drop points or not, it'd be an interesting one. Not many games left. I think there's one game left after this one for Milan obviously Inter have got one game later today and then another one as well so it's going to be very close I imagine uh, AC Milan will win it um, but you never know this kind of thing and also Napoli could get second place yeah the um,
0: they're two points behind be Interesting. but Inter again have a game in hand on them yeah Juventus mm-hmm. look like they've secured fourth and then you've got Lazio and Roma fifth and sixth in Europa and then Florentina in the Europa Conference base at the moment. Looks very tight this league, um especially if the relegation got Kara Cala which I think AC Milan have to play tonight. So they're they're only two points from safety. So yeah, it looks look like looks like their season looks like the I mean Twenty-six points for relegation is not bad.
1: Yeah, Venezia went off up last year. They're kind of that Hollywood club vibe, um, mm. obviously from Venice, got like sort of Gucci um, shirt sort of collaboration. So I know a lot of people support them just because of their kit alone, and because they're, they're from Venice. But yeah, they'll be going down, unfortunately. Genoa uh, going down, I think for the first time in like fifteen years or something. Okay. Like if they do go down, and also Salernitana, the um, uh, the team who came up last season as well have made a great escape because so they're bottom of the, the league for, for most of the season, but have gone on pretty much a, a great run recently um, to escape the relegation zone. But obviously, there's a game in hand for Cagliari, um, who do play into today. So it'd be interesting to see who escapes that, that drop zone and drops down into Serie B.
0: Yeah, B, something we'd be covering on the pod. But
1: Oh, yeah, and plus, plus Roma if they win the. Uh, Is it the conference they're in or in the Europa League? I think it's Europa League.
0: Oh, no. No, it's conference because they beat Leicester. Yeah. Yeah, so they get Europa League anyway. If they win.
1: I think. So I don't know if Fiorentina would get an extra spot in in Europe then and then they just knock down the conference league qualification spot. I'm not sure how it works in that regard, but uh, I imagine it will have an effect on who gets
0: what at
1: the end of the season.
0: Yeah, it does. I think a similar situation in... U.K., especially if Liverpool win, don't know if that opens up another space for like Tottenham, or if they're going to stay fifth. Yeah. So it'd be be interesting, but throughout Absolutely. this week, there's been a couple of titles that have been wrapped up. So Ajax have won their league, which is probably no shock to anyone. Yeah, yeah it could have been PSV. Uh, okay, they're only two points the, the off winning.
1: It was pretty close at the
0: end, yeah. Yeah. So but yeah. Tan Hag Ten Hard leaves and joins United well after winning the trophy. Do you reckon he'll win more trophies?
1: <laughs> in his career, yes. United, who knows? Uh it's probably the the biggest job in the world, United, in terms of how much of a rebuild it needs, how much of a culture change and all that kind of stuff. So he's definitely got his work cut out for him. It'll be very interesting to see what kind of players he brings in and what kind of tactics he he brings over from Ajax. Um, but I'm very hopeful and very optimistic. And he does seem like a a promising manager, so yeah.
0: And while crossed. we're on Ajax, they have now signed their new manager as well to replace him. I'm gonna let you pronounce his name. Schreiber? Schreiber. I think you'd have a, that's a better Schreiber? attempt than I would. <laughs> I don't
1: I don't have it written in front of me, so I'm just going from memory. Uh, but he's the Club Bruges yeah, manager, if I remember correctly. <clears throat> and uh, Club Bruges won the league today, I believe. So he has definitely got pedigree. And Ajax, I believe, are the first team in, in at least the Eredivisie to appoint four
0: board managers in a row. So there's a the stat for you. Love that stat. <laughs> um, skipping to Scotland. Celtic have won the league this season, which closely fought, actually. but. Yeah, nay. No. That's good. I mean, Ranger's focus was is probably Europa Europa League. So uh, you gotta give credit
1: to uh Poster the Aussie manager for Celtic. He came in there and everybody slated him because he's not really a well known name. I imagine he has to work double as hard because he's Australian. Um just to sort of get his name out there, a bit like um Marsh for, for Leeds being an American, but Postogoglu has done a great job. He's brought over a lot of actually Japanese players. He, he managed in Japan for quite a few years. Um, so he brought in three or four Japanese players who, who came over to, to Celtic and have a phenomenal impact through Hashi, I believe his name is, he's amazing, like diminutive striker. He's got quite a few goals with them. They got a few midfielders from Japan as well. So it looks like it's very promising for for Celtic at the moment, with the signings they're making. And, um, I imagine the yeah the league's a big thing, but obviously doing well in Europe is equally, if not more, uh, impressive, I guess. So, yeah, next year, I imagine they'll be going towards that as well. And I'm sure they'll be able to do a good job of signings. Yeah, signing yeah the I year.
0: think so. And uh, it's good for Japanese football, actually, to be in, I know, to be in like Scotland, it's a well, it's, it's good competition to win the Scottish League and Especially for a lot of these Japanese players and Japanese football, it shows that they can come over and they can go and win these trophies. It's not just one or two that would come over.
1: Yeah, you do get a lot of Japanese players in in the Bundesliga. Funny enough, but not a lot of them go to the top teams. I know Kagawa was a little bit of an exception, but you do have um you do see more and more Japanese players in Europe nowadays. Um, Some are in the Eredivisie. I know Ritsu Doan plays for PSV. Um, There's quite a few in the Bundesliga and Bundesliga too. They've definitely got pedigree over there, so there's no reason not to bring them over actually because they they do make a good impact.
0: No, especially if they can be embedded well into the team like they have at Celtic. They will do well Mm. for Japan and even other Asian countries. It might look that you can bring these players across and they're going to do well. You can't. Sometimes they might be a bit cheaper, especially for lower division teams or... I know like teams like Fulham and that, they can look into these markets if they haven't already.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely on the point of getting them cheaper. I believe the guy they got from, from Japan who's the top scorer now is was like eight million or so for Hashi. No, it was five million actually. And uh yeah, he's got twenty goals this season for Celtic. No comps, so No, no not it's a bad not, signing. It's not
0: bad signing at all. Um, is there any other news that I've missed? from any of the leagues
1: uh i don't think so i imagine a few other leagues have wrapped up now um i knew lugano won the the cup which is not really a big news but apart from that not sure there's any other big big leagues no the um yeah.
0: the only news that i've seen from spain is that benzema's equal equals rolls brown madrid goals total in this okay. game midweek so Congratulations to him, and uh, I'm imagining quite a f- lot fewer games than Rail took. Rail was there for many, many yeah. years. Should we move on to some transfer news, which we haven't covered before on this podcast, but it will be a feature going forward, especially when there's a bit of out of season of the football.
1: Yeah, I might as well. there's a lot there's a lot going on in the world of transfers even now yeah. at this point. So, so let's
0: jump in we that. might as well start off with what everyone knows, Haaland to Man City. I think we've mentioned this before on the podcast, but yeah, it's almost ninety nine percent official, I think. Don't think City have officially announced it, but he's had his medical he's bidded farewell to the British Dortmund fans.
1: Big big signing this is big signing.
0: Not not terms of the transfer fee, because it
1: Obviously, because they put a uh, release clause in, his agent was actually quite clever for €60 million. Euros. So they get him for £51 million, the uh, City, which is an astonishingly good fee for what is a world-class striker. And um, it is a part of their sort of puzzle that they've been missing since Aguero left, realistically. So he'll come in um, and I'm no doubt be a massive impact for City. And it's, it's quite worrying <laughs> a little bit for the other teams in the league because I... Can easily see him getting twenty-five goals plus easily. Uh, they might have to adapt slightly the way City play, but it shouldn't be too hard to to bring him into the. No, the team. I think he's.
0: I think he's definitely going to be a success in the Premier League, but I think it's going to take him a season to get fully down to what Pep expects him to be like. I can't. I can't see that City team playing to one specific player because they've got so much talent there. They're not going to play to one how one specific player wants. I think they're going to play to the way they've been playing recently.
1: Yeah, that's true. But when when Harlan went to Dortmund, he immediately like he scored five goals in his first three games. It's, he adapted immediately. So I I don't think it'll take him too long to adapt to their no, play style.
0: it'd be be interesting to see. And um, I mean, City's attack and options next season is going to be unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. but possibly one leaving van City to go to Arsenal is Gabriel Jesus it's
1: yes, fifteen million pound reported fee or in that region which is a lot of money but he's not a bad player Gabriel he's not exactly prolific as you would think but he has actually scored quite a few goals in his career he's sort of like a sterling figure like you don't think sterling sterling's clinical but he he scored over 100 Premier League goals, so it's a little bit like that. Um I imagine Gabriel would be a good fit for for Arsenal. They've already got two other or three other Gabriels in their team, so it's sort of a homecoming for, for the Gabriels there. But <laughs> as a player, um yeah, he's, he's a good player. He runs a lot. um Good build-up play. He's been at a club which sort of focuses on, on the team play rather than individuals, so that should which I should definitely help him at Arsenal, who um, sort of play a similar style, not quite the same to, to City's, but similar. Yeah, I think generally it's a good purchase. It's a lot of money. Obviously, over the past few seasons, they've been trying to get a strike Arsenal with like uh, Alexander Isaac and uh, Vlaovic, who's now at Juventus. But this seems like the best option they can get at the moment.
0: <clears throat> and the fact that you can play anywhere on the front three uh, up front yeah, is yeah I think a bonus. I don't know whether it's going to solve all of Arsenal's upfront issues. I think they still probably would need an out and out striker, but it'd be definitely fill some holes I think they've got in their attack.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they're going to start, start relying on Nketiah a little bit more because he's been playing quite well and the chances that, that Arteta has been given him recently. So maybe they're going to give it to Nketiah for a little bit longer, the main striker role obviously complemented with, with Jesus the majority of the time, he's going to probably be starting above Nketiah, but it'd be interesting to see if they actually go and get another attacker, um, but they've probably got some other positions they need to
0: strengthen first yeah. and in, in yeah. the window. They're so, an so. almost complete team, I reckon, Arsenal. They need a few more signings. Coutinho has signed permanently to Aston Villa as well.
1: Mm, he's taken a huge pay cut. I think he's now 120k? And originally he was on about three hundred eighty, so it was a big pay cut. Um, obviously, still still on huge money, regardless. But um, good signing by by Villa. I mean, that quality player is, although he didn't have the best of times at uh, Barcelona, he's still quality. He's still ability. He's got abilities to finish and dribble. And I think that he wanted to go to a team where he'd be able to play day in day out, um, mainly for the fact that he'd be able to get back into the Brazil starting eleven. Because he's not already there at the moment uh, during that, towards the tail end of that uh, Barcelona stint, he was sort of out of favour uh, in the national team. So hopefully this will help him get a more secure place for, for Qatar. Yeah, in a I think it's,
0: it's not, I think it's only about 30 million or something as well, isn't it? It's not. It wasn't a huge amount of money, I don't think, for Coutinho Villa played, but... Yeah, it was about less I think it's like twenty twenty five Yeah, it was compared to what he went to Barcelona for. <laughs> they made a massive loss <laughs> on it. But Yeah, that's yeah, that's Barca. At least they it's got him off you. their books and it might help them balance the books a bit more day to day. So and they still but they've still got a few players. So it yeah, looks like yeah, they're gonna absolutely. have a full clear out this season. And another one that's linked to come to the Premier League is Frankie Diong.
1: Mm, he's been linked to Actually, United and City at the moment. Um, He's one of the players that Barca kind of want to get rid of because he's on ridiculous wages at the moment. Um, He's reported to cost about 60 to £75 million, which is a lot of money, but he is a very good player. Um, I can see him coming to United and making a real impact. I'm not sure where he sort of fits in the City team because he's not really... I wouldn't recall really him a, a natural defensive midfielder. He works probably best in a double pivot role, um, or maybe in a midfield three, which you could see in City. But they definitely need a, a more of a holding midfielder in the sort of Fernandinho Rodri role, who I don't think really fit the uh, young fits that sort of bill. I would love him at United though.
0: But Do you think we'll he'll see. be more suited to United or more suited to City?
1: Probably with City because uh, <clears throat> his ability to sort of pass and dribble and stuff like that. I think United needs sort of a, a more natural ball bit ball win, winner. Um, and I know, I don't want to say Declan Rice because I, he's the amount that's going to be paid for him is like 150 million, which is too much money for any club um, for that kind of position. But that sort of profile of player is something that we'd probably be looking for. Although if we do get De young and an additional defensive midfielder, I think that would definitely improve our midfield and then they could be the sort of two holding midfielders, and Fernandes like spearhead at the top of them. That would be quite nice.
0: But Where do you reckon that one. Declan Rice? Do you reckon he'll go to United or whether he'll stay West Ham?
1: I'll definitely think he'll stay. I think it'd be a bit like City um, and Kane. In fact, that sort of Kane priced them. not not. I don't think it was Kane directly, price. but he was sort of priced out by by the move. I know Levy sort of said he was about 150 million pounds worth player. And obviously City didn't want to invest that kind of player, money in that player, especially when they knew that Haaland was available in the future. So it is a lot of money, especially for, in Rice's case, a defensive midfield. And that kind of money is not really thrown around for that kind of position. Um, and I don't think he's got
0: that long on his no, contract. No, yeah, I think, like I think it's at least last. another year on his contract.
1: Yeah, so every year that you wait, the more money that sort of goes down in that regard. So Oh, I know United need to play in that position probably pretty quickly, so I don't think they'll go for him though. I think yeah. they'll probably target somebody else. Perhaps De Jong, but who knows. Um be interesting. I know Barcelona actually linked to Robert yeah, he Lewandowski said, He said he's
0: going to leave um, as well.
1: Bayern won't let him go until his contract runs out most likely, which he's got another year to go. 2023 summer is when it expires, so he, he kind of wants to move to Barcelona, which will mean that he won't break Gerd Müller's record of the most Bundesliga goals, but he will be second in the list of most Bundesliga goals. So he's definitely had a fantastic career in the Bundesliga with Dortmund and Bayern. And he'll be 34, I believe, when um, next year comes about. So definitely not a bad place to retire or we'll have your last couple of years of football at the no, definitely after, like, not.
0: Barcelona. No, um, Since Chelsea have got their new owners... I don't know if you've seen this, but it looks like we're linked to everyone under the sun. Um, especially as this week Rudiger has been announced to be going to Real Madrid. I think it's almost like ninety percent done. Yeah. He's got to have a I think he's having a four hundred million pound Euro, more four hundred million Euros release clause. So it's yeah. which is a lot of money. But yeah, it's it's sad to see him leave Chelsea.
1: Yeah, he's a good player. He's definitely one of the best Premier League centre backs uh, at the moment. Um, probably in top three, maybe second place, I'd say. He's, he's yeah, he's a great player, especially like he's aggressive in a good way. You kind of want that kind of player on your team. He's not afraid to attack the ball and even triple with it and progress with it. And he would, it'd be interesting to see how he fits in at Real Madrid because he, he more suits the three at the back. But I don't know. I'm sure he's capable of playing a, in the back four, yeah. alongside Alaba, two pacey centre-backs. That'll yeah, be that'd be, it'll be
0: interesting. And also, obviously, Christensen's leaving Chelsea to go to Barcelona, which it, the new owners keep coming out that they're going to make a statement signing, which I think is going to be probably Jules Koundé. But it'll be they've got to sign the club and they've got to buy mm. the club officially first. So I saw rumours this week yeah. it could even be quicker than the end of May. Yeah, it'll be
1: interesting to see how long it takes. Oh, now they've got the actual bit of, like, they've sorted that out. I don't think it takes too long. they would be a good signing. The only thing about him, is he's, he's a bit of a midget. He's five foot ten, so if he play him centre-back, I know he's got good aerial abilities, but I feel like in the Premier League rather than in, in Spain, he'll be a little bit, not taken advantage of, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how he does. I know Aspen Equator sort of played a few seasons at centre-back and it kind of worked out well. The only thing that worries
0: me is that I think Uh our tallest two centre-backs are Christensen and Rudiger, and we're going to lose both of them. So that's a little bit worrying because I think Thiago Silva is quite small as well.
1: He's six foot on the dot. So you're definitely two centre-backs rather than one. So it'll be Kunde and someone else, even if you do get Kunde. Um, Because you are losing two players, possibly three of Aspen Equator, but it looks like Hmm. he might stay now. Um but yeah. I feel like Chelsea, even though recently they've had a lot of success, their sort of project is not um near completion. There's still a lot of question marks, particularly also with Lukaku up front. So it'd be interesting to see if he leaves. I reckon he won't. I reckon he will stay, purely because the amount of money he's on and how much they pay for him and they won't be able to recoup that kind of money. Um with the performances that he's been um have in recently. So, up front as well, there's sort of question marks. Do they go for another striker or another attacker to complement him? I, Who knows? It also depends on the the man, on the ownership of how much they're Yeah, I don't, to I don't think
0: well. we need... We've got Brozier coming back as well. So, I don't think... I think we need to sell a couple of players in that attack before we go and buy anyone. But I think we've got bigger holes in our midfield and our Defense before we go and get an attacker.
1: I think your midfield is actually okay because you getting Gallagher back. I think Brozier is a little bit overhyped, to be honest. He's only got six Premier League goals all season, and I know that's for Southampton, but he had a good start, but he sort of dipped off a little bit. Um, so I don't think he'll be the answer. To no, I don't, that it'd be, so I don't think it'll be. I
0: don't think it'll be the answer. But I think he might be able to complement Lukaku if we can play a front two. Or I think he might do a bit of a better job than Werner.
1: Possibly in terms of quen- uh, finishing abilities, probably no doubt about that. But off the ball and sort of uh, making the runs, I don't know if he's he's that kind of player. I imagine he's got a similar profile to Lukaku, apart from maybe he's a little bit quicker, but not by much. So I don't know how they'll no. be both incorporated. If if the even be... be, perhaps another yeah, loading. I don't know. It'd
0: be it'd be interesting, and yeah we i think we will cover some more transfer news further down the line on further episodes should we move on Absolutely. to the quiz yes let's do it are you
1: ready i've got five yes. or so questions for you okay question uno what year was psg founded Ooh,
0: 1982.
1: you're close it's oh, 1970 okay. on the dot yeah so it's a pretty young, uh, pretty young club. How many appearances did David Beckham make for PSG? Uh, is it like
0: a, is it like seven or something? Really low.
1: You're very close. Or it ten. <laughs> it's not a lot. He donated all his earnings to the charity. Yeah, fair play. So fair play to him. Uh, what country does Abamyang play for? Um, Gabon. Gabon. Gabon, Gabon is correct. Absolutely. What American club did Pelé play
0: for? That's an interesting one. Um, please.
1: Do you want a clue? They don't play in the MLS anymore. <clears throat> in fact, they were disbanded for like 20 years or so and now they're in the NASL.
0: No, I don't have any clue. <laughs> I have no idea.
1: They're based in New York. I don't have a clue. I wouldn't be able to. It's oh, okay.
0: New York Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Nope, never heard of them. <laughs> No. You never had a new one. No, my my American football okay. Norwich well, is just the MLS. It needs to be expanded, really.
1: Well, Pele played for them and I believe Beckham Bauer okay. played for them as well. And also a Venezuelan called Juan Harango, who is forty one years old at the moment, so he's not that old, but he played he's one of the best free kicks in history. He played for like New York and uh, Gladbach. So I'd recommend anybody who's listening look up Juan Harango's um goals. Sort of I would definitely, definitely be doing that after play. this. <laughs> uh, next question. Who was the first Asian player to score 50 Premier League
0: goals? Um, did he play for United? Okay, I'm going to no. go Son. He's <laughs> a <laughs> son, yeah. You probably
1: think back to like further back than it actually I mean, I I was. Think but, I yeah, think so I was thinking Shinji
0: Kagawa. Is that how you say his name?
1: Yeah. Shinji Kagawa. Yeah, United guy. He was only here for two years at, uh, at United. Yeah, although he did okay. win the Premier League in one year with United. But he didn't have much of an impact having that. Uh, how tall is Peter Crouch? Um, like six foot seven. Spawn. Spawn. And final question to round off. What was the 2010 World Cup ball called? The Jabalani? It was the Jabalani. Well done. Yeah. No, that I think I got like four. Court, I four. <laughs> I you did about well. What, seven, was that? Yeah, about, about that. Yeah. Which is a pass. I'll
0: you. Right, give you a pass. And yeah, and that leads us to the end of this podcast. Please like and rate our podcast and check out the for new articles and also the latest episode of the Pitchider podcast. Please follow us on our socials for all the football news and the pitchider pick games, which are on the Instagram. And I believe on the Twitter there is some gossip from transfers so if you want to keep up with that please follow us on our socials thank you for joining me toby thank you, mate no problem and thank you for the listener for listening and have a good week and we will see you next week goodbye peace